Chicago hip-hop artist Prob Cause has consistently produced music that combines his lyrical prowess, genre-blending production, and songwriting abilities. I got a chance to speak with Prob Cause about his EP Distractions and his desire to inject his current music with more socio-political commentaries than on past projects. Everyone, you are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez, my in-studio guest, Chicago's very own Mr. Probable Cause, Prob Cause. Yeah, what's up? How are you, man? The new project is called Distractions. Haven't spoken with you in a while, so I'm excited to dive into this. How you been? I've been really good, man. Been on the road, working on new music, staying very active, very busy. This album, Distractions, captures a specific moment in your life, as do albums for most artists, right? Mm-hmm. This reflects a certain period for you and what you were thinking, the types of things that you were delving into and what was resonating with you. If we were just to skim through this album, what would this tell us about Prop Cause and where you were as an artist as you started writing and recording this album? Yeah, I think I've found my voice in a lot of different ways on this. I mean that literally and, and conceptually. I think I learned how to use my voice as an instrument. I sing a lot more on this. I sing on like three of the six songs. I'm actually singing the choruses like full-fledged. So learning how to do that, learning how to control my voice and my cadences even better. And just my tone, I'm not just like rapping at the audience. I'm making songs, I'm composing these songs, and I'm producing a lot of them. Um, So I think that changed how I approached writing the lyrics because I had a hand in creating the instrumental as well. Um, And I think conceptually, I've grown a lot. I've figured out how to approach concepts in interesting ways that I might not have been able to do before, specifically on like a song like White Lies, which is one of my favorite songs that I've written truthfully, and I like spent a couple years writing that song and I don't think I could have done that a few years ago. I've never told a lot in my life Like privilege don't exist and Bill O'Reilly ain't white All people are equal and we all have rights I mean Laquan had a gun, he tried to take that cop's life Women are paid less, she deserved it in that dress She's a oh, she's putting out, she's proved if she's abstinent A gift she's confident, she can't take a compliment She must be a lesbian, and she don't want my dick Let's get into White Lies, also one of my favorite prop cause tracks. This is one song that I was going to point to as I stated that for me, this is one of the the more socio-political moments that we have from an artist like Prop Cause. This is you essentially going at things on a political nature as well as a race nature. What made you want to write this song, White Lies, and then we'll talk about what it's actually about? Um, I think so many different things happening in the country. Even, you know, I wrote it before Trump was elected, but I could feel the direction of the country and that touring, especially in the South, uh, I could feel this, like, tension before Trump was elected already. So when he was elected, it didn't surprise me. I think a lot of people had the same sentiment. So I think just the turning of the country, feeling that energy, also just being a white rapper and feeling like I need to take some responsibility for that, I guess you could say, and owning my whiteness in a certain way and being vulnerable. And I think I'd, I think a lot like Macklemore has done it and other white... Mac, let's be honest, Macklemore was forced to do it. Yeah, well, you know, whatever, you know, for sure. <laughs> but like, I guess I wanted to do it in a more vulnerable, honest way. Not to say that his 
songs aren't honest. Also, like I'm I'm a fan, but um, I just wanted to approach it in a different way and have some satire and humor to it too, and just make myself vulnerable. And I think that's a better way of approaching it and not isolating any listeners either. So people who might not agree with the political points that I'm making, I can make them laugh with the humor and kind of pull them into my world a little bit through that. Because your approach is a satirical one. You're essentially talking about all these things, but as if they don't exist. Right. I don't have white privilege. Yeah. I don't ever benefit off of these things that exist in society. There's no such thing as injustice. Totally. You're coming off of tour. How was the song to perform in front of an audience who... <laughs> might be filled with folks who don't share your political perspective. Yeah, it's really interesting performing this, and I've performed it. I started performing it like a year ago before it was out just to test it out. And I actually like gave this song to a lot of uh, writers who I admire to help me and give me feedback and give me, you know, constructive criticism. And Makes sense. Had why Kevin Koval play it for his YCA kids, had Nate Marshall listen to it and give me some feedback. Um, but it's interesting because when people hear it initially, they look at me and they don't necessarily know that I'm being sarcastic, you know, because the first line is I've never told a lie in my life. Privilege ain't real. Global warming ain't real. There ain't no melting ice. You know, it's things like that. Because so, these are actually ideas and opinions that people, people do have. hold. Right. right, right. So people don't know if I'm being satirical or sarcastic or not. They might think that I'm being serious at first. So I'm like in this really vulnerable position when I first write the song. And as it goes on, they realize the concept, they start getting it. So I put myself in a very vulnerable position when I perform it, and I think I make people uncomfortable with it too, and that's the purpose of it anyway. So, What's the works. conversation like after the show when you're at the merge table and folks are asking you about this song? Uh, well, You don't really believe that there, do you, boy? Yeah, it depends on what city you're in. <laughs> you know, in Chicago, it's very different than Sioux Falls. Never told a lie in my life. Global warming ain't real. There ain't no melting ice. Trump isn't a bigot. No, he's peaceful and polite. And plus, he said he's gonna make America great. Those refugees are dangerous. One of the things that I appreciate about you from early on in your career, from the first time I ever heard a verse from Prop Cause, is your delivery is incredibly melodic and fits the songs incredibly well. With that being said, do you ever feel like you've put yourself in a position where your style inhibits you from just let's say you felt like going with straight aggressive bars mm. considering you have this cadence that you normally instill or are you so comfortable with this delivery that you can make it do whatever you want uh i think that now i just don't care so much of what other people think i think well excuse me a, 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 a couple of years over <laughs> a couple of years ago like i was very concerned with what everybody thought about what i was doing i was so conscious of what the fans how they would take it now I'm kind of just doing what feels right, what's intuitive and uh, what I think fits the mo my mood and the mood of the song. And I'm not so concerned about the exterior stuff. You I, like that. I like that. Spoken like a true artist. <laughs> so what is the distraction here that you decided to cite as the name of this album? What was going on in your life that you were like, Yo, I just, man, they're just trying to keep us from focusing on what's really at work here. Sure, that's part of it, definitely. I mean, I think it was, uh, was two-sided. It was my personal distractions as an artist, trying to stay focused on my craft and what I feel is important and being distracted by other things, whether that be drugs, alcohol, friends, parties, whatever, TV, like people don't movies. Know this, but you were struggling with like a crazy caffeine addiction for a while. <laughs> Hold on, let me get a little of this, this coffee real quick. Get you that fix. <laughs> um, but also, you know, the distractions 
uh, of the world as well, like we're not focused on the right things. You know, we're focused on all this crazy circus of what's happening in the political spectrum and we're losing sight of the real issues on a daily basis. You know? Is it hard to address those types of things while also trying to give your audience an audibly pleasing body of work? Like, yo, like at the end of the day, man, I got into this because I love to have fun as well. I want to mm -hmm. give them something they can enjoy and I want to beat them over the head with what they're probably aware of is happening. Is it difficult to find that balance as an artist? What's affecting you directly, personally, but also fulfilling what you believe is perhaps your obligation to your fans right yeah i mean i think that's just the the struggle of any musician or any artist um but i think you can do it all i think you can do both and i think you know we wake up in different moods every day and we go through different phases of life and i think that speaking to those phases honestly is what makes the music what it is and pure and people will feel that every day's a miracle Trying to find a clear review. Sorry if I get too deep. Found my side that's spiritual. They say I'm too lyrical. I say I don't disagree. I just know some things about this world I wanna help you see. I don't claim to know it all, no, not at all. I know my place. Learned that I don't like attention like I used to need my space. And heaven is a studio. It's nothing like it, nothing nicer. Days go by as fast as lightning. You're at a point, like you said earlier, that you, you're not really concerned with the perception of who you are and certainly what your music is or how people's perception of you affects what you produce. With that being said, the music that you have on Distractions, I remember talking to you a couple of months before it came out and you're like, I don't know if it's going to come out here or there yeah. or if I'm going to save it or if this is lining up. How does the business side impact how you release something specifically if you're moved past the feeling of that album, but you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're already writing new songs. I, I imagine. Oh, yeah. So here you are presenting this that we're hearing for the first time, Yeah. but you have already moved on from, is it tough to swallow that pill to reconcile those things? Yeah. Well, the whole rollout of this album was really difficult. I had a label situation that, uh, didn't end up happening the way that I wanted it to. So I decided to put it out independently. Um, like completely independently when I say that I mean like this dude was mailing people thumb drives <laughs> I actually literally was doing that I have a thumb drive for you do you really? uh, yeah <laughs> prop cause thumb drives um, but I you know I did all the art I did all the PR like I'm I'm emailing Andrew Barber at Fake Shore Drive still saying like put my album out uh, you know if you like it put yeah. the video out I'm animating all the music videos with my buddy Elijah Alvarado um, I'm producing the songs and writing the songs and recording the songs myself with the help of another engineer so like it's it is really all me and i say that not as a yo not i could do all this stuff yeah. i'm saying it's any artist who's out there who says yeah all these guys are industry plants you need a label to do this and that like like i'm touring half the year and i do all of it myself still you know i'm 30 years old like i i don't have anybody helping me and I'm happy doing it that way. I mean, it gets to a point where it's too much to handle and you need help. But you can still be all the way hands-on. I know dudes who are selling out the Red Rocks two nights in a row who still do all their own stuff. So I say that to tell other artists that like it's not an excuse to not have a label or a PR company or all these people help or a huge team. You really don't need that. You can do it all yourself these days. 
I like it. Well, Mr. Prop Cost, congratulations. Fantastic EP. I'm thank excited you, to hear what you got next. Yeah. Thank you for making time, man. Yo, thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Always, man. Stretches from the fish I'm supposed to do and make it up.